The FM Evolution podcast is brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services. We'll ensure consistently great performance to help keep your business running smoothly. For more information, visit cgpconstruction.com. It's not so much the writing of the goal as it is the focus of the writing of the goal. Because your subconscious, your brain is going to work all the time trying to achieve what you just told it to do. This is the FM Evolution Podcast, brought to you by CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, bringing you trends, innovations, and advancement of the facility management universe. Welcome to the evolution. Did you know that CGP Maintenance and Construction Services are also commercial plumbers? They added the plumbing division in 2000 and have been serving the nation's largest brands ever since. They offer everything from cleaning drains, camera work, and grease trap repairs to full repipes and dig-ups. So when your brand needs commercial plumbing, remember to call CGP. They are ready to be on-site 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. They specialize in restaurants, retail stores, commercial buildings, and hospitality. No matter what your plumbing needs may be, CGP is ready. And because they are a maintenance company, they can make the repairs needed after the plumbing is completed as well. One call will do it all. Call them today at 858-454-7326 or check them out on the web at www.cgpconstruction.com. Give them a call today. What's up, guys? It's Sean Black at FM Evolution. Welcome back to another amazing Friday for our leadership series with Jim Robinson. Hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Let's go, man. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm excited. So good. It's Friday and, and uh, I'm ready to, to have you drop some value bombs today. If there was a bad day of the week, it's Fridays. <laughs> people, people get incredibly lazy, look forward to beer and pizza and get nothing done. Well, I look forward so, to these things. There, there's your wisdom of the day. There you go. Boom. There's <laughs> another one. Uh, for those who don't know Jim yet, Jim uh, is the president and CEO of CGP Maintenance and Construction Services, Inc., but also an author, business coach, speaker, whew, chairman of, the, of a nonprofit organization, and uh, top leader in the industry. What else, Jim? I, I normally get those things done by Tuesday, but That's hey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock and roll, man. This oh, is awesome. Man. Okay. Well, we got some great stuff today. We're going to be chatting about. There is a question here I want to talk about. We talked about this a little bit before about the hierarchy of leadership. So, overall, what do you think is required uh, to be a successful leader in in this year, in 2021? To be a successful leader, you definitely got to be engaging and inclusive. I would say that would be your word of the day is inclusive. You, you got to have other people at the table with you um, because there's so many things going on and it depends on what you're doing, running the company and, you know, and so forth. You may be busy. You may be missing some of those pieces of uh, what is happening in society, so to speak. Uh, get those other other people at the table, basically. Be very inclusive. Even if they're not on your payroll, make sure you're expanding that in a, in a big way. So big table have more people, more insightful. So you've, you've seen a few things. We've done uh, well, about 36 plus years at CGP and plus more. <laughs> so you get some experience there. I started when I was five. So yeah, that's yes, good. Is right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What would you say is the uh, the biggest differences between what is required now and what was required uh, previously of a, of a leader in an organization? What do you feel is like the the order and importance of these traits? What what's the biggest difference? You know, I would say there's a speed difference. Uh, other than I'm a little older and probably, as we say, we're supposed to be a little wiser. Mm-hmm. And maybe I've it just means I've done a lot more dumb stuff as I've gone through my journey. But uh, I would say today it's very much the same. People want to be engaged. And uh, today is no different. It may be, may be faster today uh, that you got to engage quicker. You know, they say they judge you in 30 seconds, one minute, and then they have an opinion as to who you are or whatever. But uh, today, more than ever, I think people, there's that divided line. Uh, people hate the divided line. Uh, so engaging people very quickly, I think that's the biggest thing. But it's it's always been about community, tribal people, connectivity. That's it's always been that way. And think, uh, today you just have to do it faster because they'll write you off quicker. Yeah, and I think that is kind of a result of the culture of, of the world today. Things are so much rapid results, rapid pace. You know, can't wait three minutes for uh, for uh, your burger at the drive through. You know, so. It's just one of those things where people need all that so quickly, yeah. so quickly. I usually hold up my phone and I always say, you know, this thing's pretty evil, but it's also the greatest thing since sliced bread. It's masterful, but it has also made us extremely, extremely demanding. You can buy a house or a car in a matter of two minutes on the phone. Uh, so they've, it's, we've all become highly demanding of ourselves and of each other. Uh, and even more critical because of how f- powerful this tool is that's in our in our pocket. So it's uh, it is it's massive, and we've all done this. We I do it, you do it, we've all do this. So we need to use our discipline about that. You know, pump the brakes once in a while. <laughs> uh, that, no, that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. In a recent podcast episode, you probably heard of these guys, the Harvard Business Review. You know, I think guys. I've heard of these these guys. They uh, they talk about how to find focus in a chaotic world. I think that's interesting because we, we <laughs> our our core business is uh it's about chaos, uh, <laughs> but we organize that I, with so many responsibilities that you have as a CEO and and chairman and a speaker. And um, how do you how do you maintain focus in today's crazy world of distortions and everything that's going on? Well, dis- discipline is a critical component of leadership. I mean, you have to have disciplines. You got to apply it. Uh, you got to know when to not apply it. You got to know when to kind of be playful, fun, and and kind of throw caution to the wind. Um, but other times, it's uh, I use default calendar settings. Uh, coach from years ago uh, leaned in hard on me on that, and it really stuck. And it's uh, it's something I coach and teach today. Uh, it's a it, when all hell is breaking loose, you have a calendar. Just go look at that. And then stay stay targeted. You know, if you if you have fifteen minute increments of your calendar or thirty minute, whatever you break it down in, stay the course on that. Don't don't vary on that very much. It's uh, it's really important. If if you target an hour and you can do it in forty five minutes, that's better than targeting thirty and doing it in forty five. So, uh, but that's it. That's really it, it. Is focusing on your disciplines and uh, it'll it'll keep you uh, keep you on on course. Um, and then when all hell breaks loose, just go back to that calendar. That's that's a discipline I've used for many years. What's it for those who are listening that are 
you know, they're learning to be leaders and they're wanting to kind of get an understanding of successful routines. What, what is like your routine? What's it look like to you on a day to day basis? <laughs> uh, so the alarm clock goes off at about three forty five. Um, and I get up early. I mean, it's a, it's an early rise thing for me. It always has been, even as a kid, but I'm up at about four o'clock, roughly four o'clock. And then, uh, I pray and meditate. Uh, there's either a long walk, uh, gym time exercise, all that's part of my morning focus. Uh, but right out of the gate, as soon as I get up, I start brewing the coffee. I'm a, I'm a crack addict like the next guy. I got to have my coffee. Uh, but I read my goals. That's the first thing I do. It's I, I want to program my brain to continually think about really programming my subconscious to always be thinking about my goals. And so I read that first and then I go on about my business. And then when I come back from exercising, which is usually a long walk in the morning, I listen to a book of some kind on Audible. Um, by the time I get back is when I pray, meditate, get focused. And then my day starts. My I'm usually in the office about 8 or 8.30. Have you always... We always set goals because we talk about it a lot. And for us in our culture here, that's like, this is normal, you know, but I, you know, I'm not, I don't think everyone does. Right. Well, statistically, they say about 3% of the world actually writes goals. Um, and then, you know, there's so many studies about that, the success, the wealth, the, you know, connection, health, uh, connectivity to other people is really by those three percenters. Uh, so setting goals is something I teach, coach on all the time because I know the statistics are not not favorable for everybody. Uh, so I push on it very hard. And for my team, I always say one goal a week and turn that in on Mondays and then recap it on Fridays for me. So you write it Monday, tell me what your focus is for the week. It also gives me greater insight as to, one, how how is that team member doing? What are they really focusing on? Mm-hmm. Uh, do they actually set goals? And then are they obtainable? Are they setting some pie in the sky thing, which is more of your five or 10 year? Or are they actually focusing on the current to drive a small win so they can celebrate and, you know, keep, keep the, keep the momentum up and they need the small wins to do that. So goal setting is critical. Have you seen a lot at the time that you've been doing this and in setting goals and helping others set goals? Have you seen people grow and develop from that process? Yeah, and so it's not so much the writing of the goal as it is the focus of the writing of the goal. Because your subconscious, your brain is going to work all the time trying to achieve what you just told it to do. It's much like you know Management 101. If you ever tell an employee what not to do, that's exactly what you get. <laughs> it's because our subconscious goes to work solving problems and and our brain doesn't want us to ever lose Mm. ever so it always just goes gets what you tell it to not do it'll go get it so you always want to tell it what to do not what not to do Uh, so setting a goal sets you in motion to think differently and you set out you know you need a red car at the end of the month and the reality was is you just needed to go meet people that were at the car dealership that sells red cars so setting that goal set you on a mission to get to where you really were supposed to be heading. You may not buy the red car, but you did connect to five people. You now understand buying and selling of cars. And so that journey from setting that goal, that's what it's about. Awesome. We, uh, we talk about growth a lot. And our focus is really helping people grow. And as people become 
leaders, they're, they're finding new ways to grow, to evolve, to expand. And of course, adapting to different seasons of their life. And we talk about that a lot too, where people are in their lives. Um, who do you think that you're becoming as a leader in this season that you're in right now for you? What do you see? Who am I becoming as a leader? Because mm-hmm. we're always changing. We are, you're amazing leader now, but where do you see yourself going and, and who are you? And the season of you are in your life right now, where do you feel? What do you feel like that looks like for you? Uh, I'm going to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so in my season, I, I at, I'm 55, and I have stated probably more times than I care to. But at, at about 48 to 50, you you start to see uh, the other side of the clock, basically, and for me in this season, it is really, really critical that I see what I've taught being taught. Um, so what I've trained and taught to other people, I see that on a regular basis being taught and coached into other people. And that that's a powerful thing for a leader to experience that. Um, so I see that continuing. I, I don't, I'm not going to change what I'm doing on that. Uh, I am, I have zero um, ambitions of retirement. Uh, I'll continue to grow. I still am very active in courses, classes, coaching sessions, personal coaches to me, and much as I coach others. Um, so I, that season isn't going to change. In fact, every time I think I'm going to scale this back, much to my comments earlier, when you think you're going to stop something, your brain just says that's not happening. Shift new We're going to gas it. We're going all in. We're accelerating. We're hitting the turbo switch. And so that's that's really when I say I'm going to slow down for a minute, it's usually when I accelerate in mass speed and go to the Autobahn lane and, and gas it. <laughs> I love that, man. Are you uh, if you could give advice to leaders that are in different seasons of their life who are looking to evolve? Um, what what advice would you give them? Um, well, it depends on that season, of course. So, you know, you have you have peaks and valleys. You have moments of making really bad decisions, and then you have opportunities to correct and have you know full ownership, and that gains a lot of trust with your team. You go all in. It's leadership isn't um, an entertainment component. It's it's an all in. It's a career path. It's at a core of who you are. Uh, you go all in, and it's a hundred percent knowing that you're truly walking this earth to serve somebody else. Uh, in some cases, hundreds, maybe thousands. Um, but stay that course. Don't never, you know, never give up on that. It's you got to stay the course. It doesn't matter the season. And there's we we perceive when we're winning. Right. And it, it means we celebrate the perception is it's just a perception as to when we're losing. And that's an opportunity to grow and change because we get sad or we get frustrated. That's really just an opportunity. That's that's Mother Nature, your your creator saying, hey, wake up, make a change, let's get going. And then all of a sudden you have a win, and then that's a time to celebrate again. So those seasons are one feeds the other, and you've got to capitalize on both. Being a leader, man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I heard someone say the other day, Hey, being a leader sucks, you know, but it's also amazing. You know, it's like anything else you do, but when you become a leader, it is no longer about you. 
<laughs> yeah, there's nothing that sucks about being a leader. No, there's challenges. There's certainly uh, certainly challenges that you get to work through every day. You know, I've I've been in a lot of groups over the years, but they, you know, they say it's a lonely corner office, mm-hmm. and it's because a lot of people don't aspire to get there. Yeah, and that that's why it can be a lonely corner office because there's very few people there. So if you feel compelled to lead, go all in. Just people need leadership. I mean, if you look at Washington, Washington's a disaster. Uh, as are other capitals and states, uh, they, we've lost leadership. It's just gone away. Society is really going out of their way to destroy leadership, to diminish what is being you know an inspirational component. Um, so stand up, stand up, be a leader and guide people to their next best level and be there for them. It's about serving other people. It's not about serving self. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, Forbes, you like Forbes. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Another Forbes article. Rele- yeah, yeah, Forbes released an article uh, this month uh, about authentic leadership. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. We talk about being authentic all the time. One of the things that I learned early on um, working with you is as being authentic and what the yeah. hell that really means. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I kind of wanted to get your take on this. What do you view to be an authentic leader? Um, and in what ways do you see some leaders fail at that? Well, they compromise their core values, right? The authenticity is really about staying the course on your on your core values, even when you're challenged. And the more authentic you are in your core values, the bigger the challenges will be. Uh, so you you, you got to stand your ground on what those values are, and you you can't compromise those. People will read right through that; they'll see you as a a, a very unauthentic. Yeah. Uh, leader in which you will be destroyed very quickly. You, you Quite frankly, you won't be re- leading anybody. Uh, you won't lead the horse to the water. You won't lead the wagon down the street. You ain't leading anything. So it eventually it'll go very quickly. In sales even, you know, we're all in sales, everybody. First person that tells you they're not is uh, they, they don't quite grasp it yet, but we're all in sales. And you, you can tell when somebody's super authentic that when you engage somebody, they will re-engage on a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth visit, as opposed to the proverbial used car salesman as <laughs> years past, is the first time you can convince anybody and they'll engage you. The second time may be a struggle. The third time they're not calling you back. Mm-hmm. It's because they struggle with that person's authenticity. And people have the ability to read that very quickly um, you may fool them one time, you may get by twice, but third time they, they're onto it. And so people, I do it, you do it, we all do this. We read people and we figure out, okay, they're not authentic. And then that costs you trust. And if you compromise uh, the authenticity, you just threw trust out the window. They're not calling you back. It isn't going to happen. They, yeah. they simply won't. So be authentic 100% to your core values. Uh, and then talk about them. Talk about what those values are, what they mean to you. And uh, bring that up because the people around you that you're leading want to know why you do what you do. It's amazing. It seems like more than ever, people are so keyed into if someone's real or not these days. It's just like 
like instantaneously. It's not like hell. It's hard. It's hard enough being real, and they yeah. still go after people. <laughs> I mean, some of these leaders that that are true, true, you know, at their core here to serve people, and they're getting attacked. Mm-hmm. And the the bigger, the better you get at what you do. The bigger the, your bullseye gets on your back, and people target you. People like to tear things down. It's the uh, tall poppy syndrome, as we know it over in Australia, but. It's they when you start to outpace somebody, they're going to chop you down. They they want to destroy, and the bigger you get, the bigger the bullseye. They're coming after you, so you have to stay authentic, and you have to be ready to endure some of those challenges because they're they're going to come. Yeah, and those challenges test you as a leader for sure. I mean, do you think we've talked about this before? Do you think that everyone is? a leader or has the potential to become a leader? You know, that's a, <laughs> that's a uh, contested uh, topic, actually. It it's, uh, you know, that the some of the big leaders say leaders are built and, you know, they're trying to build a momentum of a following and they're trying to inspire people. Uh, I say there's some that have an inherent uh, ability to lead. And then there's some that have learned through process their ability to lead. Um, so it, it, if you got both of those, you, you can, you know who they are. I mean, you've seen them on stages, you've yeah. seen them in these other places cause they have an inherent ability and they have an educated ability behind that. So those, um, those, they, they can be built. There's just a difference in the refinement on the other end. If you have those inherent things, those things that we got when we were zero to six years old, that, that most, uh, that most of uh, you know sponge type of our life is that's when we really become who we are, and uh, all those people that were around mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, the you know family, and those characteristics give us our core, and it, it may be a very innate uh, ability to lead, and then you can educate through it, and you know get get the fundamentals later. Uh, but so I I tend to say there is a, there are born leaders. Yeah, I agree. I've definitely met people who are, you go, oh, whoa, watch out. You know, even when they're young, you're like, that person is born to lead people, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think Mm. about it in even, you know, fifth or sixth grade and, you know, playing King of the Hill, that's, that's leadership training 101. Mm -hmm. And it's literally, you're playing in the schoolyard and all of a sudden little Johnny or little Mary is in the middle and everybody's paying attention. There's really a, there's a, there's only one leader in every group. Though there may be 10, but in the moment, there's really truly one. And it's the person that's leading the other ones and they're following. So uh, that's why I say I, I believe they, there are some in, innate characteristics of leadership. And, you know, some people are born with them. Other people grow into them by exposure. How do you think people know that they are meant to be a leader? Well, I, I think you wake up one day and you, you look back at yesterday and you say, whoa, those people were paying attention to what I was offering or what I was saying, what I was doing. And in those moments is when leaders are born. Mm. That's when you find uh, that, okay, somebody's following me. I better show up and you better deliver because they're counting on you to do it again. So in those moments, that's that's what I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. That's leadership coming out. And we talk about it too. It's like, I feel like I feel like any, anyone at any point, who wants to be can lead from any position. It doesn't matter if you are a janitor or a CEO to me. Yeah. Yeah. Leaders, uh, like you said, show I, up. I, 
I tend to agree with that. Leader always shows up, and it's. I've been in lots and lots of rooms, lots and lots of groups, and there's the leader always shows up in the in the moment. Um, and I can even talk about my daughter for a minute here, mm-hmm. um, but she is captivating, and she can go into really any group setting, and all of a sudden, people are just gravitating to her so quickly. And she's still very youthful. She's learning how to, you know, use that tool and that gift to be able to give back to and serve other people. But it's amazing to watch uh, as a leader. And, you know, in my field, it's uh, it's just one, it's a proud dad moment for me, of course, because she took after me. She may not admit that, but (laughs) (laughs) someday (laughs) at her at her very core, she's truly a leader. She really is. And it's it's amazing to watch. Uh, that happened when I'm in the group and I see everybody gravitate to her and just like in awe, watch her speak. I, of course, I know your daughter and, uh, <laughs> and yeah, she is her, she is her, her dad's daughter for sure. <laughs> She's amazing. She is amazing. And, uh, yeah. uh, I, she is very inspiring and I've, I've seen her grow a lot. And I think you're right. I think there's in correlation to this, you know, there's, you can lead from any position and, and some people are groomed to be in, and also have innate skills and, and characteristics of leaders. Uh, and they just show up, man. They do. They really do. Any advice, sir, as we exit for the end of the show here, another show wrapping up here. What, what kind of advice would you give for aspiring leaders today? Uh, go all in, hundred percent. If you find that you're being called to uh, to support somebody else, that means serve. Get up and do it. Don't keep sitting by the sidelines and use it a hundred percent. Don't have it a forty hour work week. It's a it's an all in. It is not a part time job. Leadership is a full time job. Get up and get going. It needs to be consistent, authentic, all the way through. It doesn't matter if it's Friday night, Sunday morning, doesn't matter. Be authentic, get up, it's at your core, go to work, it's time. All right, you guys heard it right there. Go all in, it's great advice from Jim Robinson. Thank you for joining us, as always, for our leadership series. Buddy, I appreciate it, you have great advice. Love hearing from you. Uh, Love having the show on Fridays with you. Yeah, I like Fridays. Hey, it's a good day to go to work. Good day to go to work. We're excited for that. Thanks for having me, man. Good to be back. Hey, thank thank you for listening. Uh, We couldn't do this show without you guys, your amazing audience. We'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on your podcast platform, don't forget, you got to hit subscribe. And uh, gosh, leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Some great questions that come in from Jim. We get a lot of information in uh, from our listeners for him. And uh, hey, if you are watching this on our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, hit like, for God's sake, please hit smash that button. We want to hear from you uh, and uh, know that we need to do more leadership content. And then uh, hit the little bell for notifications so you know when the videos come out. From everyone at FM Evolution, thank you so much for joining us. Jim, have a great day, buddy. Thank you very much.